That was quite an intro. Thanks, Britt. You guys can grab your seats. Man, thanks for the opportunity, Pastor Hartley and Pastor Nat. Excited to preach. We're going to be talking about money tonight. And can we thank the band as well? Doing a great job. Uh, I think it's really important that we talk about money in our church. Uh, Jesus talked about it a lot. And I think if Jesus talked about it, we should too. Uh, If he prioritized it, we should too. And uh, the title of my message is A Master Mix-Up, A Master Mix-Up. So I'm going to pray and then I'm going to speak tonight. God, we just thank you for tonight. God, I pray that you speak to every person in the room. God, I thank you that as we talk about this tonight, I thank you that you bring freedom and peace into people's lives. God, we just thank you for our pastors, Pastor Hartley, Pastor Nat. God, I pray you bless them. And uh, God, we just thank you for all that they're doing. Amen. Amen. A master mix-up. Well, let me, let me start with a scripture here tonight. It says in Matthew 6, verse 24, it's going to come up on the screen. It says, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. You know, one of the signs of a master is that a master gives direction. A master gives direction. You know, they'll tell, go here, send this letter, do the dishes, I don't know, that's more like a mum, but um, a master, a master gives direction. And, uh, you know, what I really want to speak on tonight is does money direct you or do you direct money? Because that's the sign of a master. And if, if money is your master, it's because it's directing you. But we're not meant to be directed by money, we're meant to direct money. Um, I remember I, I had a soccer coach, right? And uh, it was my first season playing soccer uh, under 11s. And he, he was a great coach, but I was not that good at soccer. And we, uh, I started when I was in under 11s, we started in Division 7. So the lowest possible division that you can play uh, soccer in. But the, the thing about this coach, he was, he was a German guy. He was a bit crazy. Uh, you know, he, he, he got really angry at us all the time. And he, he, he made us train really hard. And we're thinking, man, we're in Division 7. Like, just take, take a break. We're just here to have, we're under 11s. We're just here to have some fun. But he took it really serious. And uh, so that year, we, we went on and we won Division 7. Isn't that good? Division 7. And... But so we moved up and we, same coach, same team, same group of people, we went to Division 5 under 12. So then Division 5, we won. Division 5. So I felt, yeah, the German coach, we, we were moving up in life. The next year, we moved all the way up to Division 2 because we like dominated Division 5. Same coach, we started training two times a week. Same group of people. And he, he's getting more crazy as the years go on. So, so this is under 13, Division 2. We come second in Division 2, but because we did well, we got promoted. And so now we're in Division 1. Same, same, same group of kids, same coach, Division 1. And, and then finally, Division 1, we, we, we did pretty badly the first year in Division 1. You know, it's a big step up. But the next year in Division 1, we won the Division 1 comp. So, you know, it was pretty cool. And that was my last year playing Division 1 because I kind of got a bit sick of He was very competitive and, you know... Um, and here's the deal, with the right direction, you'll succeed in life. With the right di- direction, you'll succeed in life. So does money direct you or do you direct your money? Does money direct you or do, do you direct your money? I want to give you two signs that money is directing you instead of you directing money. The first sign is money directs you when you can't give it away. Money directs you 
when you can't give it away. If you can't give what you have away, you're not able to direct it. It's actually directing you. You know, there's a story in the Bible of a rich young ruler. They call it the rich young ruler. And uh, the thing about this guy is he, he is everything that our society wants to be. He's rich. You know, he's, he's loaded. He's got cash. He's young. You know, everyone wants to be young. They, they get surgery to look younger, right? And then he's a ruler. He's got fame, popularity, status. He's everything our society wants to be. He's a rich, young ruler. And he, and he comes to Jesus, and let me read this, uh, this guy. He says, as he was setting out on a journey, a man, the rich, young ruler, ran up to him and, and knelt before him and asked, good teacher, what shall I do to inher- inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? That's an interesting thing that Jesus said. I don't know why he says that, but yeah. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder, do not, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. And he said to him, this is the rich young ruler, teacher, I've kept all these things from my youth up. You know, it's interesting, right? That, and I read those commandments for a reason, is because Jesus only said six commandments. Jesus actually only said six commandments. He left out four commandments. The four, the four commandments were love God, have no other gods, keep the Sabbath, and you shall not want. So Jesus said, you know, you're right, you have commit, kept these six commandments, but there's actually four that you've left out. And those four are to deal with the direction, with under submitting under the authority of God. So they've, he's like, yeah, you, you've got these six commandments right, but there's four that you've got wrong. And the four you've got wrong is about actually putting God and pri- prioritizing God first. And so Jesus, looking at him, Jesus felt a love for him and said to him, man, one thing you lack, one thing you lack. I I know you've got everything society wants. You've got riches, you've got fame, you've got popularity, you're a ruler, you're rich, you're young, you've got everything society wants. But one thing, one thing you lack, what Jesus identifies it, he's got got a master mix-up, right? He's got a mix-up of masters. So he says to him, one thing you lack, one thing you lack, go and sell all your possess and give to the poor and you have treasure in heaven and come follow me. But at these words, he was saddened and he went away grieving for he was one who owned much property. Isn't it amazing that he, he was saddened. So Jesus recognizing that this guy has a master mix up, he, he says, you know what? Your solution is to give it away. Your, your solution is to give it away. And, and Jesus was trying to reorient his heart so that Jesus was at number one, that God was at number one. And, uh, you know, I wonder though, did, you know, he having all this money, was he really able to direct his money? He was rich. And you think if he had more money, he'd be able to direct it. But was he able to direct it if he was not able to give it away? If, if he wasn't able to let go of it? No, actually, in fact, money was directing him because he wasn't able to let go of it. He wasn't able to give it away. So if you cannot give what you have away, if you cannot be generous to the people around you, there's always opportunities to be generous. I, I would say, you know what? You actually don't direct your money. Money directs you. And that was the problem with, with this guy. And when you give it away, you're actually saying, you know what? I'm able to put God in that spot. Money will not direct me, but instead I will direct my money. Number two, the second sign that money directs you. Money directs you when you just can't get enough of it. Money directs you when you just can't get enough of it. You know, the same story, Jesus goes on and he says, it's easier for a camel 
to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. You know, it's not impossible, he says, for the rich to enter in, but it's easier. It's not impossible, but it's easier. It's difficult to go if you're rich, but it's not impossible. If, if, if he said it was impossible, then he would be saying, you know, the reason that you can't go into heaven is because you're rich. But he didn't say it was because it was impossible. He says it's easier, so it's more difficult. So the root problem is not money, it's actually a master mix-up. The root, the root problem is not the riches, it's the fact that you, you are un- unable to put God first, a master mix-up. And, uh, you know, it's easy to think, right? You know, I think about this. If I had more money, if, if I had more, more wealth, if I, if I had more riches, then I would be able to direct it. Don't you think? You know, it makes sense. If I had more money, then I'd be able to do something with it. Then I'd be able to help people. But it's, it's actually not a matter of uh, how much you have. Poor is relative. Do you know that? Poor, poor is actually a relative thing. And uh, directing your money is not about how much you have. It's actually about a mindset that I actually do have enough. It's about a mindset. And there's a scripture, great scripture, and it's in Matthew 11 verse 5. And Jesus is talking to John the Baptist who's in a prison and he sends this message to him. He says, the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. You see, Jesus gives a specific solution to every problem. A specific solution to every problem. The blind, I give them their sight. If they're lame, I help them walk. The lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are alive, but the poor are preached at. There is a specific solution to every problem. But don't you think it's interesting that the poor would preach to? Because like if I, if I was blind, right, I would not want to be preached to. My solution is that someone gives me my sight back. If, if I'm deaf, someone preaches to me, I can't hear it. So I, I, need, to, I need to get my hearing back. But if I'm poor and someone preaches to me, don't you think my direct solution is if someone gives me money? Like the direct solution for Jesus would be give the, the poor person money, but instead he preaches to them. I mean, isn't that a little bit insulting to the poor person? And instead of giving them the direct solution, but it is the direct solution, right? And here's the deal. Is, is it because Jesus doesn't have enough money? Is that, is that why he preached to them? He's like, you know, I can heal you. I, 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 can, I can raise the dead. I can do all these things, but I don't have money. So I'm just gonna preach to you instead. That's, that's all I've got. That's, that's my bag of tricks. And so he preached. No, no, it's not because he doesn't have resources, right? Because, you know, it's Jesus. So if he wants to, he can go cast a fish in the sea. He can pull out the fish, you know, go for a fish. Hartley likes his fishing. Go, go for a fish, pull a fish and pull a coin out of its mouth. Jesus, Jesus can get money from where he wants. He's got all of heaven backing him. He's got the resources of heaven behind him. So money is not actually the problem. Money is not the problem. So if, if Jesus, if money is not the problem, why would he preach to them and not give them money? Because giving them money would be a temporary solution. It, w- it wouldn't actually fix the problem. Because at the end of the day, there still would be that sense they would get the money and still have that sense, I just can't get enough. That, that, that what is given to me is not enough. So Jesus says, you know, I'm actually not going to fix their bank accounts. I'm going to fix their mindset. I'm going to help them in their mind, help them get free in their mind so that they can go and, go and make money, right? So how does he do it? He says, I'm going to preach the gospel. What, what's the gospel? The gospel is that Jesus valued you so much that he gave up his life for you on the cross, right? So now, if he valued you that much, 
No longer is my value in something that is never gonna be enough for me. My value is actually in Christ. My value in who, is in who God calls me to be. So I don't need to keep getting more because I have more in Christ. You'll find, you'll find that in Christ, you'll get directed far better than money ever could. The direction of Christ will lead you to hope. The direction of Christ will lead you to a place of freedom. The direction of Christ will lead you to a place of salvation. So Jesus wanted to fix their mindset. You need to have the right mindset. So that was two, two signs that you're being directed by your money. But I wanna give you two keys to direct your money. So how, how now do you direct what you have? How do you direct your money? Number one, predetermine. You have to predetermine. If you don't determine where your money's going, it will just go. Do you know that? If you don't predetermine where your money's going, you, you know like when you get a, when you get a pay slip, you know, at the beginning of a fortnight, who's on fortnightly pay? Probably most of us are on a fortnightly pay slip. And uh, if, if you don't predetermine where your money will go, it will just go. You know, you, ha- you have those moments where you, your, your money comes in and you're like, yes, I'm rich. I've got money for, for the weeks ahead. I'm going to be rich. And then at the end of two weeks, you look at your bank account and it's, it's completely depleted and you're like where did it go like my money my money just happened to disappear you got groceries you got bills I'm living outside of home now so lots of bills and and you can think man where did my money just go so you need to learn to predetermine where my where your money is going to go you know when when me and Liv at at the beginning of last year we bought our own property and uh, I was 22 Liv was 21 and we, we were blessed to have a lot of people help us as well, but we saved a lot of money between both of us. But he, here's how we did it, right? We predetermined where our money was going to go. So we predetermined, one, that we were going to tithe, and then two, that we were going to save. So, so as soon as our pay slip came into our bank account, we put money straight into the savings account. We, we, we paid our tithes straight away. And then what we did is we lived off the rest and if we wanted something, let's say, you know, Liv, Liv likes her shoes and her jackets and her jeans and her shirts and just, just clothes in general. If, 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 we, if we wanted something, if we wanted something, we'd just wait until we had the money. We wouldn't just purchase out of our savings account. No, because we predetermined that we're going to save that. So we put that aside. So you need to learn to predetermine. That's how you direct your money and not be directed by it. You predetermine where it's going. Number two, this is my last point on uh, predetermining and directing your money, is purpose. Man, purpose is so much more precious than money. Purpose is so much more precious than money. God gives you purpose. God gives you meaning. God gives you direction. It's so much more precious than money. You know, there's, there's a story in the Bible where there's, there's a, a rare jewel, a, a rare thing that's in a field. And, and Jesus is talking about this field. And he says, won't you go sell everything you have, buy that field so you can get the jewel? And it's talking about the kingdom of God. It's talking about purpose. Won't you go sell everything you have so you can take hold of that jewel? Purpose is far more precious than money. So we need to make decisions not based on money, but based on purpose, based on what God is calling us to. And I, I, an example is, Maybe you have a dream to do something, a dream to step out, maybe to start a business, maybe, maybe to, to go and uh, 
you know, start, start, innovate something or go out, move overseas or do different things. To, you've got, got a dream to travel. You've got a dream to speak to people. And, and what we can so easily do is think, well, I've got this dream, but I don't have the resources to fulfill this dream. I, I don't have what it takes to fulfill this dream. I don't have the money to, take what, what to, to, to actually achieve this dream. But don't let money determine your call. Don't, don't let money determine what, what's going to happen with your dream. Let purpose, make decisions based on purpose, make decisions based on what God is calling you to. So whatever that is, maybe in your life, and, and you know that God wants you to do it, you might not have the resources right now, but let me tell you two things. Number one is that all the resources that you need are in heaven. You, you know, the signature of God in any situation is, is uh, exceedingly abundantly above. Do you know that? The signature of God in any situation is exceedingly abundantly above. So you, you might think, man, I don't have resources. But man, with God, you do. You, you have exceedingly abundantly above. You know, I, I've got uh, young nieces and, and the young nieces, when they, when they enter into a room and, and you walk out of the room and you come back in the room, you, you know they've been there. there. There's the signature of their environment is mess, right? It's, it's like a tornado has gone off in a room and, and they're there. But the signature of God, right, is exceedingly abundantly above. You know, like when, when, when the, he first called the disciples and he went out onto a boat, he said, cast your net into the, the sea. They, they cast the net after being fishing all night. Oh, I need to drink some water. And, and they, he says, go, go, go out into the, the sea. And, and after fishing all night, they go out. And, and the boats fill so much with fish that they, the boat begins to, 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 to sink. And, and they pull over another boat. They pull another boat and start to fill it out. And then that one begins to sink. It's like, man, my signature in any situation is exceedingly abundantly above. Two times, Jesus uh, fed crowds of thousands. He took a basket. He broke it and he blessed it and, and he fed thousands of people with it. Both times, one time there were seven baskets left over. Man, that, it's not needed. It's not necessary. It's extravagant. It's exceedingly, abundantly above. The second time there was 12 baskets. Again, not needed, not necessary, exceedingly, abundantly above. You've got to know the signature of God in any situation is exceedingly abundantly above. So God wants to do that in your life. God wants to do that in your purpose. So if, if you put God as your master in your life, you'll find that you have what it takes. You have what it needs. The other thing about stepping into purpose is sometimes it's not about have, having everything. Sometimes it's just about the small steps, just the small steps. Just, just start with what you've got. Just, just start with what you got, and eventually you'll get there. Amen. And uh, you know, as I as I wrap this message up, the purpose, right, of not allowing yourself to be directed by money, the purpose of not allowing yourself to be ruled by money under the authority of money, is so that you can actually be directed by God. Is so that you can actually follow God. That's the purpose. That's the reason. And so, so no longer, you can't serve both God and money. You can't have a master mix-up. You've you got to serve one God. So the purpose of learning how to direct your money is so that it doesn't direct you. So you direct it, and so you're under the, the authority of God, that God is number one in your life. And, and you'll find this. If, if you put God as number one in your life, everything else will fall into place. 
if, if you put God as number one, everything else will work itself out. All things work together for good for those who love Him and are called according to His purpose for them. So if you're here today and may, maybe, maybe you're, you're anxious, maybe you lack peace, maybe there's things going on, maybe for you money is a hard topic to talk about because you haven't done it well. But I know that Jesus, if you put Him first in your life, all things work together for good. He makes all things work together 